Here's the snap. Looking. Flips the ball. Diving for the pylon. And he's got it. Razzle dazzle. Touchdown Houston. And the Texans go in front. There is no offseason for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. out. The Texans say they have it, and they do. Now it's Texans All Access. Hello, Texans, and welcome to the program that gets you involved deeply with your Houston Texans. Mark Vandermeer with you, and tonight we've got a good one with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle joining us first. Then John Harris steps in, and we have a lot to get to this evening. I know we have a lot to talk about around the world as it pertains to sports and sports involvement in what is going on around the world. But I do want to get back to football as well tonight because that's why you're here, right? Well, the general is here, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. John, how's it going for you, my friend? It's going great for me, Mark. How are you? Uh, doing well. Doing very well. I mean, I, I, I can't complain. I mean, there's a lot of going on on our planet right now. Uh, nationally and abroad, and we're all uh, trying to get through it, get back to whatever normal can be, and a better normal, absolutely. Uh, but your take, your thoughts on what's been happening in our city and, and around well, around the country, really, the last week to 10 days, two weeks, really, and uh, sports and the Houston Texans' involvement in all of that and as a result of it. I thought this week uh, before the Zoom call with Michael Thomas, Bill O'Brien came on and said the most powerful, passionate, sincere, from the heart thing I've ever seen him say. And he's he's gotten universal uh, approval locally, nationally, and I thought that's good. J.J. White was one of the first players to speak out about it, about uh, the Floyds uh, killing in Minneapolis. And I thought he was great. And then O'Brien just blew me away. Then Cal McNair had a video he put out last night is and I said as I said on six ten earlier today, the fact that Cal went on a video and did it when most other owners are just putting out statements and uh the fact that he did that instead of just putting out a statement, I thought fans, Texans fans are able to appreciate the fact that he did that. I think it's good that the Texans are doing it. And what I believe now is because you have so many people speaking out, owners, general managers, coaches, because this is an election year, I would imagine we are going to have the most tumultuous football season we have had in the history of the NFL. Tumultuous meaning players disagreeing about certain things related well, to Well, I just think, I think there'll, be prote- there'll be protests every game. I think it'll um. be multiple protests, multiple players, African-Americans, white, Hispanic of all races, I think that the uh, Republican National Convention will be like 1968, the Democratic Convention. Mm. I wrote wrote about that this week, a column about when I was a sophomore in, in high school in Waco, and everything that happened in 1968, from Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy being killed to to uh, the My Lai Massacre to uh People been shot, protesting all over the country, the Vietnam War, civil rights movement, gender equality. And in, and my most enduring memory is of Tommy Smith and John Carlos at the 1968 Olympics in Mexico City uh, on the medal stand. They won a gold and a bronze, and they've got their arm in the air, and a lot of people just vilified them, said it was black power when it was about racial injustice, the same thing. We're seeing people protest today, and they had their medals stripped from them. They were treated terribly. and uh, But that's that of all the things that came out of 19... 19- Ooh, sounds like the general dropped off, which has happened before, by the way. I think what happens is when his phone rings, all the power in the house shuts down. So when the general's phone rings, the entire McLean estate just completely depowers, something like that. I think it's an Internet thing. I think when his phone rings, and and just so you know, we're all in our homes. We're live. This is live radio. I just love this. When did this happen? This happened when, oh, I think it was the big story of Brandon Cook signing with the Houston Texans. I'm back. And, and, oh, you're back. All right, I'm cool. back. 
McLean Estate back online. I apologize. I keep forgetting to put the (laughs) do not disturb thing on. And uh, so I'm hoping we can have sports and sports will help us uh, have something as an outlet as we all Mm -hmm. want it. And it looks like the NBA is going to come back. Baseball's still haggling. NFL says it still wants to play. And so I hope we're able to do all that. Yes, me too. Uh, You know, you bring up the late 60s, the Democratic National Convention in Chicago in 68, what happened at the Olympics, all of it. Uh, And there was so much more, I mean, related to the Vietnam War, civil rights, everything. John, this time that we're going through now in history, and I like talking to people who, you know, look, I was alive, but I was a little tiny kid then. Uh, But people who have lived through it, what do you think in comparison as far as the intensity of it? I know social media makes everything different, but that was a pretty tumultuous time when you look at uh, the mid to late 60s, leading into the early 70s, gas crisis. I mean, I remember my parents saying, oh, the Exxon at the corner. It was really an Esso at the time. At the corner of uh, Maine and Elm, they've got gas. Quick, bring the car, because gas stations were running out of gas. There were long lines. It was other stuff as well. Your take on the comparison. First of all, what I see differently now, back then, mostly, it was black or white. And now you see it's black and white. And a lot of things we've been we've been seeing and hearing and a lot of the people protesting and marching like you see all races in there. And my first three years of high school, I'm embarrassed to say it took me four, but the first three years are 68, 69 and 70. 70 was the Kent State massacre in which National Guardmen fired on a crowd of students, killed four, wounded nine. And those like. Every day it was a different protest, violence. Media got beat up then like they got beat up now. The difference was we watched Walter Cronkite on the nightly news, CBS, and we read the newspapers and we listened to radio. We didn't have social media and instant analysis by everybody. So that makes it so much more real. I have a column Sunday with Warren Moon. I've been writing about Warren and racism since his first year here in 1984. So I call him. His kids are here. His grandkids are here. Two of his daughters were part of the march, the 60,000 people. And he's talking about how proud he was of, of them. And I ask him, why is it so many people are speaking out now? And his opinions, like I think so many others, because what happened to George Floyd happened right before our very eyes. He said, these are things African-Americans have been experiencing for years. But right there, everybody says almost like a slow motion execution and people see it and they're like, oh, my God. And that's why they're speaking out. Of course, that's the more who do the more they do, the better. And as he pointed out, if you want to really do more than speak out, vote, Mm -hmm. vote. That's the thing. And we'll we'll be voting in November. I just can't. It's hard to imagine what's coming in the fall. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up voting because, look, we're, we're governed by laws. And not that all laws are, are obeyed or followed, but uh, laws are obviously important. And the lawmakers are the politicians, right? The politicians are the ones who, uh, who start these things off. And you want to change those guys or, or solidify what you already like, uh, you go ahead and go to the polls and, and get it done and, and – uh, you're right. The turnout is going to be incredible, and we'll see how that goes down. And, like, we don't talk about those things much at uh, during this program, but it's all coming into it. John, you mentioned the league and the amount of protests and things like that. I, I just feel like, look, I'm not saying it's going to be one harmonious experience all the way through, but with what everyone's seeing and experiencing right now, Maybe it's experiencing is not the right word, but I just feel this sense of unity around the league. And I know that you have Drew Brees and you have some other things going on here where, where people disagree or, or whatever, or you know, you see these these things flare up. But it just feels like more people are on the same page around the league relative to the issues that um, that are coming into play right now in the last two weeks. And I know they've been going on longer than that, but I'm saying that uh, you know, I've come into the to the the big light that we see them right now. Isn't it amazing that Tom Smith and John Carlos were protesting in 1968, the same things are protesting today. 
you know, that you wonder, uh, you know, what can be done. And a lot of that does have to do with changing the law by who you vote for. And I think the league is united. And I think once the players are able to get back together and talk in person, not just on texting or on the cell or on their own Zooms, and they can get together, they'll be yeah. even more together and passionate about it. And, uh, you know, they're they're letting people slowly come back to the facility. And every little baby step is progress. You know, that's the yeah. thing. But until the players are over there and get to work out and take what they've learned on Zoom from their coaches onto the field and get that on-field instruction, then all the positivity is going to be little baby steps. Yeah. Well, I, I agree, though. Like, when, once everybody gets together, it's going to make it a whole lot better. Yeah, but you know, Mark, the off-season yeah. program's about to be over. Players got yeah. vacations. They got plans. You know, all of a sudden, they're not going to tell them in three weeks, oh, by the way, you can go back. No, they're yeah. off. So right. this would have been – is what week would have been the, the mandatory mini camp for everybody? And that signals the end of the off season program. It's, and so is yeah, it two weeks? Next week, it's either next week or the week after. No so later from than that, two weeks from now. So from that point on, they're off to training camp, whenever training camp will be. And there's a lot of people think uh, that they need, they're going to ask the Players Association, because this is in the CBA about what they can do and when, if they'll come in earlier for a conditioning and go on the field before they actually begin training camp. They've already got a few days to get limbered up anyway with no shells, and they can't wear pads anytime but uh, in off season, But and they're limited to what they can do. So maybe they'll get them to come in a week early just to go out there together and go through the normal things they do every day. And I, that I'm wondering when we're going to have conflict between the owners and the players association uh, over money like major league baseball and also time to come back because I think the players are going to have to come back at least a week early to get in condition, better condition physically. Well, I feel like I need to summon Seth Payne, who declared himself the unofficial COVID minister of Houston or something like that. Uh, based on when we saw the march for George Floyd and, and all that represents the other day at 60,000 plus downtown, I thought, well, if three weeks from now we don't have a huge spike, we're good, right? <laughs> as far as that all goes. those protests and marches going around around the country. And I was so proud of Houston to have what was estimated a crowd of 60,000 going down the street from discovering green to city hall and the helicopter shots on the news. I was so proud of everybody there, but man, it scared me to death. A lot of people were not wearing masks. A lot of them were Deshaun Watson, Andre Johnson. And, but it's scary because you're right with these protests all over the country. If in a month they don't have this big outbreak, they're going to say, well, why can't we put people in the stands? Something that struck me today is 50 Alabama football players got together on an informal basis, which they're allowed to do, and five of them tested positive. So Yikes. that's scary to think that five young people tested positive, and now they wonder where else have they been? Who, Where did they get it? And uh, that, if you start thinking if there were 100 players, which there are, and that was 10, you know, that's too many. But they, they, they know they're going to test positive. The key is, what do they do after they do test positive? Right. You're going to have some positive tests, and you're going to have to be able to live with it, for lack of a better way of putting it, Let me ask somehow. you something. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Okay, first game at Kansas City, mm -hmm. all of a sudden you start getting a sore throat, Maybe. and then you get a fever, and all of a sudden you're on your back and you can't travel. Who does the play-by-play? -play? Oh, gosh, that's such a tricky question. Uh, See, you know, I, I don't know. If Andre is right a now, backup. he's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, I want to do you it. And Andre are not going to be immune. You're, you guys. I know. So it's not just worrying about the quarterback and the players and yep. the coaches and everybody else associated with the team, but there's people in your department. you got so many people there that work on HoustonTexans.com that do a yep. tremendous job, but you are irreplaceable. Well, that's very sweet of you to say that. Have, Look, you, ever missed, replaceable. have no. you ever missed anything? No, never missed a game ever. Never even had, had to run to the bathroom poisoning. and miss the play? 
No. Uh, well, you know, Johnny and I were talking about this last night when I had to go down to the uh, Ring of Honor ceremony for um, Mr. McNair last year. You know, I, I – I go down at the half and I come back. Now, for Andre Johnson, I didn't miss anything because it just timed out perfectly. Somebody took a knee at the end of the half and killed the clock, and I, I was able to get to the elevator and get down. For Mr. McNair's uh, Ring of Honor ceremony, I I went out. I thought, we're good, but I, I, think that, I thought the Texans might take a knee or just hand off, and that would be it. But they ran a couple of plays, and I think Andre and John called them. Uh, just a couple of plays, eh, a couple of throwaway plays. Well, so I'm not like trying really to jinx you. Yeah, but I'm, you know, everybody has yeah. to beware when they come back. Nobody's uh, you know, in. Honestly, for us, uh, we have numerous options. I mean, I, our producer Robert Hensley is a play-by-play guy. I mean, he's done it for Rice University. He's done it for a, a few different things, and and he could handle it. Uh, he so would he be a natural. In. He could stand in. He's a good broadcaster and and a terrific guy to have in the booth with us. And look, I mean, I've thought of all the different scenarios, John. You know, are we going to be able to fly with the team like we usually do? Maybe not. I don't know. I haven't heard anything official. I'm not going to push it right now because they have bigger fish to fry. But uh, eventually, we'll have to make some decisions on that. And look, I'll I'll get there any way I can as long as they let me in the building. That's my other concern. Are they going to let? You know, this is obviously woe is me stuff. But are they going to let me? go on the road into a radio booth and call the action from there, or are we going to be doing it from a monitor at NRG Stadium when they're on the road? As I told you, I think you should be in the stands like you were at Wembley. And here's another thing. What if there's so few flights right now, Andre trying to get from, say, an ESPN game, he has no trouble getting to your games. But if there are fewer flights, how much trouble is that going to be for him to maybe make, make some of the games? And now you got Johnny Harris rooting for that to happen, so he could fill it on a couple. I'm just kidding. He so. could, but then who's going to take his place on the field? Yeah, I know. Well, well, maybe we'll put you down. Things Look, you have to consider. I'm sure he's wondering, and I am too, will they allow extra people on the field? And by extra, I mean sideline reporters for local radio broadcasts and things Ooh, like that. Oh, that's a good point. I'm guessing I've, no. I'm I've guessing. inquired about all of it, and they have nothing to say yet officially. The NFL is not provided yet, as far as I know, guidelines they will. But I think they're going to leave it up to the individual teams. But when it comes to the sidelines and being involved with the players and being around the players, that's going to be something I think that the league's going to take care of. Yep. John, what do you have going on in the Chronicle? I'm doing this column Sunday on Warren Moon, and he was better talking to me about the current climate in the U.S. and his family, his fears, George, George Floyd's family. That any time he's been since I've been talking to him since 1984. So I hope people wow. will check it out. And I got my mailbag going tomorrow and uh, got a lot of interesting comments in there. Mark, thank you very much as always. I appreciate it and stay safe. All right. Question for your mailbag, by the way. Special teams, how do you think it's going to be this year? We'll talk to John Harris about that next, among other things. John McClain said, I could do the game from the stands. Has that ever happened before? Find out. Next, you know, that's just a little tiny little tease here as we continue on Texans All Access. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer, brewed with great taste and only 96 calories, available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Hyundai has always had your back. And now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. The all-new 2020 Hyundai Sonata is now available at your Houston Hyundai dealer. Hyundai, the official car sponsor of the Houston Texans. Visit your local Hyundai dealer or buyhyundai.com today. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! 
Welcome back to Cachata Casino Resort. We're open and ready to play. We've gone above and beyond by deep cleaning and sanitizing every area of the casino, every slot machine, every table game, and every hotel room. Welcome back to more cash and more fun and more ways to win. We can't wait to see you at Cachata. It's Louisiana's largest casino resort and Louisiana's best bet. As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Allen, deep drop, in trouble, ball is out again, J.J. Watt, and he falls on it, and the Texans have it in the red zone. Nothing compares to the excitement and emotion of watching your Houston Texans play at NRG Stadium. Take the first step to joining the Houston Texans family and sign up for the 2020 season ticket priority wait list for free. Enjoy exclusive offers, event invitations, and more. Join at HoustonTexans.com. The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday morning. Wait, no, that's bacon. And it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Here at the Kroger Company, the fight against hunger is something that we are very passionate about. That's why we created the Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation and have committed more than $6 million to our nonprofit partners. $3 million to Feeding America and No Kid Hungry and $100,000 to the Greater Houston COVID-19 Relief Fund. You can help support our goal to end hunger in our communities by donating a dollar or rounding up your total to the nearest dollar at any Kroger store. To learn more, visit thekrogerco.com. At a time when our country is hurting, Bill O'Brien gave a powerful statement. I'm emotional. I'm sad. I'm frustrated because I'm questioning what can I do? I've got to do more. We have to do better. And took a clear stance. It was in depth. It was very human. That may have been Bill O'Brien's finest hour. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer, brewed with great taste and only 96 calories, available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You're listening to Texans All Access. For the latest stories and videos on your Houston Texans, check out HoustonTexans.com. Mark Vandermeer with you. Thanks to John McClain for coming on the show tonight. John Harris joins us now. And, Johnny, uh, let's talk here. Let's talk. Oh, I teased this, by the way. How you doing, my friend? Uh, I don't like listening to John McClain. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, look, I it's love depressing. the general. Oh. I'm, I'm just joking around, General. Oh, my God. I'm we love you, the... General, I except mean... you make us depressed. Yeah, I know. I love the general. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say it that way, but I love the general. But he, he's going to have me, like, in Lamarck calling a game. Uh, I mean, you know, before long, I mean, <laughs> my God, I just, you know, just get, I, get me down on the sidelines. I'll stay I, I got an idea. Okay. You, you saw what the, uh, what, what Booger had, right? When he was on the yeah, sideline, all, right? Yes. I'm going to yes. get you, I'm going to get you a Pope mobile. Remember when the Pope, I yes. think this was John Paul, mm-hmm. when he traveled 
uh, I think was was it South America or maybe United States, maybe everywhere he went. He had a Pope mobile. Yeah, he did. After somebody had an attempt on his life. We mm-hmm. need a Harris Pope mobile on the sideline. So you're in your own glass case. You're in a glass case of ocean. Yes. And you're just going up and down the sideline. And that's look, pretty much he, what it is. Yep. <laughs> you're pretty much what it, that's pretty much what it is. That's pretty much what it is. Describes our state of mind during a game. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't take the tension. Uh, yeah. All right. So. Well, he did you hear McLean say that I should call the game from the stands? Because uh, he did say that. I at the very end, I heard I heard that, and I was like, "Wait a second. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if he was talking to you or me. I was like, "Wait a second. Um, have you ever called I a do game? it? Now, I, I I listen. If you've called high school games mm-hmm. at some point in your career, you probably have done them from the stands. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can tell you, Mark. I can tell you, uh, Southland Conference games. There was no. one in particular. I did <laughs> you one. Did not. No, I'm, no, it wasn't quite the stands. Uh-huh. But Butch uh, Alcindor, who is just a sweetheart of a man. Oh yeah. He he and I did McNeese State against Lamar. And where we, was it? It was at Lamar. Oh, now boy. Lamar's got this. It's nice press box. It is very nice. Oh, that's right. They renovated the whole thing, right? Well, well I mean, uh, they, they had a new. Didn't they have new digs when they brought back football? I I think so. I I, I don't okay. recall. But the the, right. the press box was nice. I was down there doing kind of my pregame work and mm-hmm. working from there. And I was like, well, where are we? And they're like, oh, you you don't have a spot in the press box. I was like, oh, okay. Where are we then? They're like, oh, you're on top. Oh god. I was like, on top of the press box. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark, there were thirty-five mile an hour winds, <laughs> and it was about thirty-eight degrees. Oh, oh, oh Mark! No, not I, I mean, those. Butch, Butch had his notes like in a he had them in a in a folder, but he got them out so we could start doing pregame. And a gust of wind came through and just sent everything everywhere. Mark, we had duct tape and Coke bottles. And whatever had any weight to it, holding all of our copies down, like, for everything. And I just told Butch during the break, I'm like, look, put it all in your stuff. I'll just go off of what I see and mm-hmm. what's going on. Uh, you know, I'll just keep my notes away. You just you take out all the space notes. everything. I know. And and so we called again like that. And, Mark, I'm telling first of all, it's freezing. Yep. But it was we, – we had – so we do the game, and the game's over. And then Eleven Sports, who was calling again, they're like, "Hey, we want you guys to do like a two and a half minute recap from up there." And Butch goes, um, "Thank you guys, but no." And we're that done. was it. And we're done. We're we're out of here. I mean, he was. I mean, he was very nice about it, but it was like, we're, "Do you understand what we have been doing to go through this game?" And the game was like ten to seven. It's one of those games where had there been. And a field goal attempt from 40 yards. I want to say there's a field goal attempt at one point that got near the goalpost and just went up and then down, um, which is one of the famous uh, Ole Miss Mississippi State Egg Bowl field goals, uh, field goal attempts. It was a 25-yarder kicked straight in the wind, and it literally is going through the uprights, and the wind catches it and takes it straight up in the air and brings it right back down, and it, it's missed. And there, I think there was oh. one in that game that was like that. So, yeah, that was, that was one of mine. Uh, it wasn't quite from the stands, but it was pretty darn close. Johnny, the first game I ever did was Foxborough High School. Yes, that Foxborough. Mm, yeah. Uh, the Foxborough High School. Gosh, what was their name? Is it the Warriors? I don't know. But anyway, the Foxborough High School team against Westfield Mass, and I was in the stands. That was the first game I ever did, and I was doing yeah. color, and I knew nothing about these teams. I was <laughs> terribly prepared. It was awful. But that was the uh, that was the the night that was the night I fell in love with sports broadcasting because at the half I said this is what I'm going to do with my life yeah. and the guy doing play by play, Johnny he had something wrong and I I you know it was it was sad because it's, he had something wrong with his leg and he walked with a cane mm-hmm. right yeah like always yeah anyway yeah. we were doing a game uh, a few weeks later so I joined I was on the crew after that night I guess I did a decent enough job and we were doing a game once high in the stands. And he had to go to the bathroom at the half. And oh, even though no. high school half is long, you get the bands, and it's like yeah, longer yeah. than the NFL. He was—I could see him walking back through the end zone uh, with his cane, which is, you know, I don't, I'm not making fun of him, but right. I at all. But I was like, take your time, because <laughs> the third quarter began, 
And he was the play-by-play guy. Third quarter began. He wasn't up there. I was like, I'm doing the play-by-play. I got to do a big chunk of play-by-play, and I was like, oh, my gosh. As he's walking back. As he's walking back, and I was like, safety first. Take your time. Don't rush up here. You know, I was thinking, I was rooting for that in my mind. But anyway, um, and I I got to do my first play-by-play later. But, Johnny, I actually, and I I joke about this in a way, Uh but I I use this story, you've heard it, because it – it shows, you know, people. Look, I'm, you know, I'm blessed. I'm in the NFL. I love it. It's the best thing ever. Uh, my one of my first ever games. We literally did the game in a car on a hill overlooking the field, like literally broadcast from, you know, through the windshield. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice climate controlled situation, actually. When you think yes. about it, look, I would do that this year if I had to. If that was Hell the only yeah. way I could be in the building, like if I have to park. My Hyundai from Ron Carter Hyundai in the end zone at Arrowhead Stadium. It'd be like the old days, like Super Seventy Sports, where you see those vehicles. What is that? Three Rivers Stadium or yes. something? You yes. see them in the end zone. Like, oh. yes. Look, this is my Santa Fe and touchdown. Okay. And I'll I be on the work. other end. I'll be. Uh, I'll be like in you know my glass case of emotion. I'll see you. I'll see yes. you guys in the car, and I'll yeah. be down on the other end. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll communicate that way. Uh, by Whatever the way, the Foxborough High School mascot is the Warriors. At least that's what it says here. I think I said the Warriors. The Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors. Th- Their helmet looks like the Redskins, but they're, they're Oh, it Warriors. does, huh? Yeah, well, Boy. I, I don't know if uh, – yeah. yeah, they're the Fox, Foxborough High School. There? This is such a this – is, this is so Foxborough and Massachusetts. Foxborough High School is in the Hockamock League. Oh yeah, it's the Hockamock League. Yeah, the Hockamock they have uh, yeah, it's the, uh, King the Philip, Norwood, a uh, bunch of other schools. So um, you know, Bill O'Brien would be all over this conversation. He'd oh, be like, yeah. oh yeah, the Hockamock League. And the, the radio station I worked at was just two miles from the stadium. You know, which was the old stadium at the time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, working there and uh, and doing games was uh, that was the first taste of broadcasting. But I wasn't really working there. I was just doing a show on the weekends and doing some games. And uh, then I started my career in Pennsylvania. Anyway, I brought that up because, you know, here we are in COVID times and mm-hmm. we don't know what the deal is going to be. Did I see a report today? Oh, you sent it to me. What about baseball? Is that official that they'll be calling it off monitors it's, elsewhere? Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, it says baseball. TV and radio, Major League Baseball. Um, they're going to be for road games, for road games. Now, I, I, I didn't read further. I just saw that headline, mm. and I just was like, Mark. I mean, I immediately yeah. sent it to you and then just went into like 30 minutes of just a horrible, horrible mood. And I figured, you know what? This is probably the best time to go for my run because I'm already in a bad mood anyways. Yeah. So let me just go for a run and just like get it all out at once. And then I, I, mm. I, just, I, I just thought – it just – you know, one of the th- – there's – yeah, I know people will that that aren't in our business will listen to us and go, "It's a big deal." You know, he's caught off a monitor and all. That. I know for me, I I see so much down on the down on the sidelines, and there's a oh. lot that I don't even get a chance to to even tell you guys. I mean, sometimes I save it for observations, and sometimes I don't even get it in there because, you know, there's some there's some sensitive stuff in there or something you know that I saw that happened that I don't want to write about or whatever. Um, but there's so much that you can see while while you're there, but. In this time, and this is kind of where I, I, I started kind of not feeling great about it, but I kind of turned the corner a little bit. I was like, just just like you said, you know what, man? We're, we're lucky to do what we do. Yeah. And if this is a year where we've got to do things a different way, you, you kind of grin and bear it. I hope it doesn't come to that. And I hope at some point that – Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do what we've what we've always done. Yeah, there, there are gonna be these changes, but yeah, we're gonna do in that way. We're gonna do what we've always done. But I mean, who's who's to say? I mean, we're, we're still what two months away from the first preseason game. Yep, making it what uh, less than well, I mean, we're less than a hundred days, but you're talking through you know three plus months from you know going to Kansas City, and who knows in that time what's gonna change, what's not gonna change, and. Over the course of a season, and we've mentioned this many times, that sucker's a marathon, not a sprint. And who knows after, hey, you know what, yeah. you know, four, five, six weeks in, hey, you know, we've decided to do this because things are opening up, things have happened here. Who knows? So mm-hmm. um, it was rough to see, and I hate it for Major League Baseball. But then again, we don't even know if Major League Baseball is getting back out on the field, Mark. We have no idea. Yeah. 
Sounds like it's NBA such a is. bad look for them right now, Johnny. It's such a bad look. And look, I don't want to get into other people's business, and it's their business, and you know, it's it's millionaires and billionaires, and it's always in sports when you have these labor disputes. And that's what this is. This is a labor dispute right now. It's the labor of players having to play, or you know, they want to play, mm-hmm. uh, but what they're going to get compensated for, however many games. And and I get it because it's it's kind of, it's an inexact sort of thing. We're losing X amount of revenue. Baseball says. Uh, and they are. I mean, if they don't have home fans, my gosh, you're losing a ton of money. Uh, but you still get some sponsorship. You can recoup some of that because there will be many eyeballs on these screens. You can have a second screen experience. That's something we're working yep. on right now on the side. To have a second screen experience yep. to you know fl- to flesh out some you know would be game day type things uh, if you were in the building just in case. And look, as I yep. say this, these are all contingencies. These are just-in-case sort of scenarios because, honestly, and, and like I said with McLean, I've talked to the league. There's nothing official. There's right. They're not even floating anything out there. This is right. us coming up with uh, scenarios. Um, you know, and they floated a couple of things about, well, what if this happened? What if that happened? But uh, the league wants to play games in front of 70,000 fans. I mean, they want that. And I think, Johnny, honestly, this is my opinion. Nobody else is. I'm sure it's shared. But I, you know, I kind of joked around with McLean, like, like I mean, I was a very serious thing the other day with George Floyd, but uh, with the with the march. But if two three weeks goes by here in Houston and you don't have a big spike from that, then yeah. I'm thinking, well, that's pretty good. I mean, that's that was a, a, you know, an inadvertent way to sort of test a big crowd, and uh, you know, obviously unrelated to how important that was for everybody there. But uh, but the COVID part of it is, if you don't get a big spike out of that. That's huge. That's yeah, it's huge a, for our city and maybe for the country if it works out that way. No doubt. I mean, you're talking 60,000 people were down there and, well, 60,000 people go to a sports contest, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, yep. you know, the other one, I remember when I, when I saw it, I was just appalled. I think it was Memorial Day weekend. I think it was Land of the Ozarks. Oh, yeah, I um, saw that too. And there were, I mean, thousands of, of young people there and I, I don't know what the exact number was. Lake of the Ozarks. Lake of and, the Ozarks. And yeah, it is land. land. Land of the Ozarks. Lake. <laughs> yeah, Lake of the Ozarks. And, and they just this you know panoramic video shot of all these people, and I'm just like, what are you doing? And yeah, apparently yeah. they've had no test cases come out of you know any any group. I thought of I read people. one. I or thought one. I read one. one positive. Yeah, one. Yeah. Sorry. Um, they, I, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was one. I thought I said none, but it may have been one. But either way, one or none coming out of you know thousands of that. people. I mean, look in the grand scheme of things, you know, one is it's a good number. You'd like for it to be completely zero, so people could feel you know really safe in every environment that they're going into. But for it to be such a low number, regardless of it's zero or one, when a group of people got together, like okay, uh, all right, are we going to continue to move in this? direction going forward and, and and keep it going this way that's the thing keep it going forward and you know you know you saw university of alabama they got i think 50 or 55 kids back on campus players i shouldn't call them kids student athletes back on campus mm-hmm. and five of them tested positive so they knew who it was they isolated them or they're going to be in isolation and Everybody you else goes about. Spread. Yeah, you hope it doesn't spread, and then the rest can go about their their conditioning at this well, point. And hopefully, you don't see it. They continue to test, and hopefully, as they continue to test, guys um, and staff members don't you know test positive. That would be the opposite side of things. That oh my gosh, now it's sp- now it's you know now it's spreading amongst a college football team. Oh my god, um, you know this this is exactly what we cannot have. And of course, it being Alabama, that has a a huge ripple effect in the college football world. Sure it does, and you think about campus, however they're going to set up campus, if a campus opens, you know, these are student-athletes. They're around a lot of people, a lot more people than, let's say, an NFL player who can do his thing at the facility all day, right, and then Mm -hmm. go home. And, look, I don't know if they can – they can't mandate that they don't go out, you know, don't go out to the clubs, but they can strongly urge and suggest and encourage not to – and look, you're sort of in a semi-quarantine. You're here and you're home, and that's it. You know, yeah. I don't know if that plays or not. I don't know if they'll tell them that, but this is just a theory or a you know feeling that uh, an inkling, if you will, that that would be the way to handle it. Mm-hmm. 
a lot easier to do that with pros than college kids. College kids are walking back across campus, yes. going to their dorms. They're going right. to the dining room. They're doing what they're doing, and they're going to be exposed a lot more potentially. So, uh, man, we just we, we want to see it all play out where we get football, we get full experience, the full Monty of football, crowds, bands, cheerleaders, the whole thing. Let's see if it happens. Okay, Johnny, uh, one more segment here, and I want to get to some things about special teams. I want to get some thing to some things that are going around the league, uh, going on around the league. So we'll continue here. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris, it's Texans Radio. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. This is a story about doers. It's also about Houston, teamwork, and... Yeah, I think they heard you the first time. When you're committed to doing good in the community, it helps to have good teammates. So Chevron partnered with the Houston Texans to do good in Houston. Volunteering thousands of hours, working with nonprofits, and helping to make a difference for Houston's youth. These teams bring their A game on and off the field. Chevron, proud to be the official volunteerism partner of the Houston Texans. Simple acts of kindness and community are more important than ever before. So Ashley Home Store is introducing the Ashley Cares Relief Program. We're offering 0% financing for 60 months with three-month payment assistance on qualifying purchases. Ashley Home Store is here to serve your furniture needs. Text Ashley to 797979 to set up a virtual appointment today or visit us online at ashleyhomestore.com. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. Ashley Home Store. This is home. It's a trillion-dollar economy, and you're right in the heart of it. It's an incubator of innovation with industries reaching from underground to outer space. It's Houston, and it's fueled by GE. Over 5,000 Houston companies work with GE and leverage knowledge across the company. Engineers, lean manufacturing experts, logistic managers, and more. GE is a leader in dozens of industries around the globe. So whatever your company needs, chances are we have someone with the right expertise, and we're happy to share. GE, imagination at work. Not too long ago, Houston Texans fans were cheering in the stands of NRG Stadium. We now cheer for our first responders, healthcare workers, teachers, and many more who exemplify the true Texan spirit. Until we gather as over 70,000 strong once again, let's support those on the front lines in the fight against COVID-19. For more information on resources for you and your family, visit HoustonTexans.com slash COVID. Tonight at 7, it's Sports Radio 610's NBA Relaunch Roundtable. Inside the Verizon Artist Lounge on Facebook Live. The NBA will be played this year. How will the format impact the Rockets? And their run at an NBA title. We'll break it all down with every 610 host. Tonight at 7, during the Sports Radio 610 NBA Relaunch Roundtable. Inside the Verizon Artist Lounge on Facebook Live. From Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond Tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Hey friends, this is Drew Doherty with the Houston Texans. Texas Children's Hospital is the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and the local sponsor of Play 60, the NFL initiative to get kids off the sidelines and into the action for 60 minutes of play a day. You can run, jump, swim, tumble, swing, or cheer. Have a blast. Just make sure you're active for at least 60 minutes a day to score the healthy future you deserve. To learn more, visit texaschildrens.org slash Texans. Hey Texans fans, are you ready for football? First Community Credit Union is drafting you to be a part of the exclusive Texans checking account team with a Texans debit card. Choose your play to score the card you want to carry. Stay focused because more designs will hit the field soon. You'll be the envy of everyone flashing your Texans debit card. Get yours today at FCCU.org slash Texans and join the team at First Community Credit Union, the official credit union of the Houston Texans. It's a Texas tradition. 
Since 1946, Blue Ribbon has proudly served Texan families natural smoked bacon and natural casing sausages made from premium ingredients seasoned for Texas tastes. It's the preferred sausage and bacon of the Houston Texans. Blue Ribbon, it's a Texas tradition. Houston Texans Lux members report up to 12 times ROI on their Lux investment. That's why 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have joined Texans Lux. Lux is not just networking and access to the team. It's an asset that will work for you. In a competitive business environment, Lux members earn a return by utilizing the wide variety of Lux benefits. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. Fear of missing out is a real thing. Don't have FOMO when it comes to your favorite team? Follow the Houston Texans on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. And I was just cruising through profootballtalk.com. And, look, I know that that gets eye rolls from some people. Uh, I still think it's a pretty good uh, site to gather some of the sports news of the day. I know when you follow Florio on Twitter, it's a little interesting at times but uh johnny he tweeted out his anniversary the other day i just wanted to give him a shout out because it was 20 years ago that he started writing an article for free for the now defunct or flipped over to pro football talk site of nfltalk.com and that's how he built his career out of thin air so i really respect that you know that he did it that way i don't always agree with what he says obviously but uh, that's pretty cool. It's the Internet age, folks, and there still are opportunities. I know that millions upon millions have lost their jobs with COVID, but we live in an exciting time still where you can make it in a way that might be similar to that, might be something completely different. But there are opportunities out there, um, and some of them can be created by yourself. Well, you, you mentioned, you just talked about your experience, you know, calling games, Foxborough High School, you know, calling games from a car. Mine was kind of similar to Florio's in some sense that I I happened to have a good friend who was in radio and he was like, hey, just come up one day and we'll talk radio. And so I did. And so I did, you know, I did some college football stuff with him for like an hour. Uh, On this very radio morning. station. Yeah. Many, many, many years ago. Um, and then I got into accounting and I was just like, man, I don't, man, I need to do something. And so I literally would get so bored at work and I just started writing about college football. And it was the 2001 season, a great season in, in your recollection because you were with Miami. And I just started writing about college football and I just, because I hated accounting and I hated what I was doing and I was on a sign. And so I was like, ah, so I just started writing. And then I found out about this site called College Football News. I was like, I could, I think I could do that. I could do that. Mm-hmm. It took me a year and a half or more of sending him stuff that I was writing. And I was not – I didn't go to – I did not write for a living. I did not even take an English class at Brown. I just wrote what I wanted to write that sounded good, and I went with it. And after about a year and a half, two years, he finally emailed me back like, wait a second, who are you doing this for? And I was like, well, you know, a year and a half ago when you responded to me, I told you, and then you never got back to me. And so I just kept – pounding and pounding and pounding and finally it got his attention and i ended up writing for college football news and things started kind of building off of that till this point today where i am here with you very cool and we're very glad for that johnny now let me ask you this special teams we haven't talked much about this but i know one of the things we'd be looking at a couple of weeks ago we did a show called I forget what we called it, but it was uh, the topic was what we would have seen during OTAs that, right. that day and right. what we would have been looking for. I think one of the things we'd be looking for is the special teams practice, which, look, I've been on the record saying this. I love watching me some football practice to get fired up for the season, but special team <laughs> stuff, maybe you find it exciting. But yeah. to me, that's like, you know, you know, the analogy I use is when you go see a classic rock band and they're playing all their old stuff, and you love it. And then they're like, now we'd like to play something from our new album. And it's like time to hit the concession stand, right? It's time to go to the restroom. I don't want to hear anything from the new album. I want to hear the classics. Uh, Special teams practice is that for me when I'm watching training camp stuff or OTAs. Like, oh, special teams. All right, time to check my phone, go to the restroom. I'll come back when they go back to 11 on 11. But one thing I'd be watching for is, Who's in that return mix with DeAndre yeah. Carter? Because, look, 
if Carter's on the team, and he is on the team, he might end up being the guy and probably will, but there are some other options here. Who do you think some of the other options are for returning kicks and punts that are going to create competition? Because you know they love competition. No matter how entrenched you are, they want to sort of push everybody. Well, I think the one that's always fascinating to me, and I've always been against it, unless there just has not been a way to get him the ball, and that's Will. I remember when he was a rookie, and when he caught that punt return against Tennessee and took off down the sideline, I'm like, whoa, this dude can fly. I mean, we knew it, but seeing him on a punt return doing it. But he just became too valuable to put him back there. Then obviously he had injury issues, and you couldn't put him back there. And so then Tyler Irvin go back there. Then Tyler got hurt that year. And so we were kind of looking for a guy. And then, you know, finally DeAndre Carter came. And you're like, when DeAndre Carter catches punts, and I don't think too much about kickoffs, Mark. Kickoff returns. Yeah. I know Miko Hardman had it one against us. But for the most part, kickoffs, it was, it was, it was big. It was big. I, I won't dispute that. But yeah, kickoff returns are just, of course, we then – kickoff returns were not good to <laughs> us in that game. Golly. I know. Uh, but but I remember it's important. When, <laughs> I remember when DeAndre took over. I I remember the reason I remember this distinctly is we were in a bye week, mm. and I remember trying to get out of the building like at a decent hour. Trying to just I'm going to record a show. I'm going to get out of here. We'll have a three day weekend or whatever because we're not planning a weekend. And then all of a sudden it's I'm leaving the building and I see we've gotten we've released Taylor Irvin and we've picked up DeAndre Carter claiming off waivers. I'm like mm. oh my god! So I got to go back and record the show. But, but then when DeAndre stepped in as the returner, the one thing I always felt about DeAndre as the punt returner is he's decisive. He yep. catches the ball and he goes. He doesn't sit back there and dance. He doesn't try and do, you know, like these, uh, you know, fancy moves or anything. He gets it and goes north and south. Boom. Gone. Now, if it's not him, I think one option to think about, and this might be one of the, the ways that he finds a way on this team, is Tyler Simmons. Undrafted free agent from Ooh. Georgia. That was something that he did at Georgia. He did do returns, but he was a phenomenal special teams player. That's one of the reasons I think the Texans, other than the fact that he, you know, he plays receiver and he does not have tremendous hands. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, and I didn't get truly excited about him as a receiver, but as a special teams guy, he was incredible at Georgia. And he did, if I remember correctly, he did run, I think, punts back. Um, and had a couple of nice punts. So I think he's going to be in the mix from a return standpoint. But after that, man, I don't, Mark, I don't know who else you, you put back there and feel, and feel great about returning kicks. I don't think it's something that John Reed does. So I don't think you put him back there. So mm. I think you put DeAndre Carter back there. I think during camp you'll see Stevie Mitchell go back there. Um, and I feel confident with Stevie. Kiki's going to obviously be part of that mix. Um, and I think Tyler Simmons, the undrafted free agent from Georgia, will be part of that mix. And I think it's going to go a long way. That battle is going to go all probably down to the final the final week. But whoever, yep. whoever, I mean, that's a way. That's a way that, with given the receiver situation in particular, I don't mm-hmm. think I mentioned anybody else from another different position. But that's a way you end up, hey, you want to force the Texans to keep five, six receivers? You know, yeah. be, that, be that six receiver. That's what DeAndre Carter's done. Right. But what's made him so valuable, as you know, is the fact that, okay, you know, Will gets banged up at Tampa Bay last year, against Tampa last year. And DeAndre's got to go in the game, and he ends up making a huge play because he knows the plays at every that's single position. Yeah, that's And that helps thing. him. You've got to be able to go out there. And, look, you don't have to be a Pro Bowl receiver, but you've got to go out there and be able to make a big play or two in order to keep your job as the return guy, unless you're, you know, Devin Hester or something. Yeah. And, by the way, for the casual fan, I mean, you football nerds know this, but when, you know, Johnny said you got to be decisive and hit it, yeah, if you hit it and get 10 yards, that's a big return. That's a great return. And I'm thinking, people are listening to this thing. Ten yards, Vandermeer. Listen, the all-time highest punt return average. Okay, it was in the 40s. Let, let me get let me get to the modern era. How about Tyreek Hill? All right, 248 returns, 12.1 yards per return. That is a huge number in punt mm-hmm. returns. Okay, yeah. let me scroll down here. Edelman, 
11.3. That's his career average, okay? Uh, some of the other like, – these are some really good guys here on this list. Okay, let that, me give you uh, one. Let I'm me give you one. The, okay. Modern times now, he's, he's retired, but right. you saw him when he was a young buck with my – maybe maybe it was beyond you. I can't remember. Devin Hester, one of the greatest returners yeah. of all time. His punt return average, 11.7. Yep. 11.7, which doesn't sound like much. Oh, it's only 11.7. It's unbelievably hard because you think about all the times you get like three yards, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, they just got you. You just can't get out of jail. Uh, the human joystick, Dante Hall, yeah. Houstonian, 10.5 yards per punt return. He's number 44 all time. To get into the top 50, you have to average 10.4. So if you're averaging over 10, you're in really good shape as a return man. Anyway, that's all the time we have on the show. I can't believe we talked punt return average, but it just comes up. We're a very <laughs> esoteric, esoteric program. Johnny, thanks so much for being here. Of course, Mark. Tomorrow, thank you. Uh, we'll finally hear from Titus Howard. We've had we've had a really good conversation with him in, in the bank here, but a lot of different things have come up. So I think tomorrow would be a good day to hear from him. And it's always good here to, a good day to hear about the Houston Texans. I'm going to be on with Sean Pendergast and Seth Payne tomorrow from 8 to 9 a.m., joining their program and ruining it. So that'll be fun. And we'll be back tomorrow at 6. Like I said, thank you very much, Bridget, for producing. Thank you, John McClain, for being on. John Harris, have a great night, everyone. And go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer, brewed with great taste and only 96 calories, available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Houston Methodist is still here for you, seeing patients who need our care. Even in these uncertain times, our commitment remains the same. We put our patients at the center of everything we do. We can see you virtually. We can talk to you on the phone. We can even see you in person if needed. Rest assured, we are taking every precaution to keep you safe. We're still here for you. Contact your doctor's office or visit HoustonMethodist.org slash here for you. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this and that player does that. And I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. The LSU Tigers are coming to Houston. Will the defending national champions be just as dominant on the field in 2020? Will they be able to replace key players lost in the NFL draft in order to create another national championship caliber team? Only one way to find out. Head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to witness the defending national champs take on the hometown Rice Out. Visit RiceLSU2020.com to reserve your seats today. The pitter-patters. More. Deep drop in trouble. Ball is out again. J.J. Watt. And he falls on it. And the Texans have it in the red zone. Nothing compares to the excitement and emotion of watching your Houston Texans play at NRG Stadium. Take the first step to joining the Houston Texans family and sign up for the 2020 season ticket priority wait list for free. Enjoy exclusive offers, event invitations, and more. Join at HoustonTexans.com. 
We need small businesses, and right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names in entertainment with small businesses around the country. Introducing Verizon Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream to support local communities and share ways to help small businesses. Verizon Pay It Forward Live. Tune in every Thursday at Verizon on Twitter and Yahoo Entertainment at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever. Mustang Cat has been serving Texans for three generations. Cat compact machines do big work and are more affordable than you think. We'll help you find the right cat machine to get the job done with the Mustang Cat Texas Two-Step. First, demo a new cat machine at your location or one of ours. Second, get $150 as our thanks. Call 833-MY-CAT-19 or visit mustangcat.com slash two-step to schedule a demo. Offer limited to new customers only. See website for details. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. 